This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Here's a question for you. So how effective is social media when it comes to elections? There are plenty of candidates out there who think it is everything, right? But what we're learning about these platforms is that people online aren't always who they say they are. So how can you trust what they say? They're just trying to convince you of something, right? Now, that was the case recently in New Westminster. Do you remember that story? We're going to talk about some of the thought that has derived from that now with the help of Daniel Fontaine, New Westminster City Councilor. Daniel, thanks for being back with us. Oh, thanks for having me on. So what is going on with that whole story that happened in New Westminster too? I know there were supposed to be investigations. Like, where is that at? Yeah, well, all the investigations were dropped. Uh, There was, uh, uh, the school board did indicate they were going to conduct an investigation. Uh, They dropped that. The Community First uh, Party said they were going to conduct an investigation, and they dropped that. And as of today, uh, Dee Beattie, who is a school trustee with Community First, is still on the payroll, but she is on a medical leave. So she is um, not participating or active at the school board level, but is is on salary and as it stands right now it looks like she's going to be on for a while okay and just to refresh people's memory there so that's a school trustee who was found to be using her online accounts under a different name but saying not very nice things about people yeah she set up a kind of a a fake account uh created a whole persona uh i think the name was alan witherstone or something to that effect uh had grandchildren and was commenting on uh local politicians like myself and many others uh commenting at making very disparaging comments to parents um who were critical of the school board and yeah it was all exposed because a parent uh, actually a couple of parents did some investigation found out that Ms. Beattie was using a fake account, and as soon as that was um, discovered, uh, she stepped down and is now taking medical leave. Okay, so not enough being done to look into you know the circumstances of that. What does that tell us, Daniel? What does it tell you about, as a politician, uh, about the impact of these social media platforms? Like, can you really trust if people are asking you questions online or demanding answers for something, can you, can you trust the, who those people are? Well, I can tell you if I had any trust before the DBD uh, debacle, uh, I, I don't anymore. I mean, I, I really, uh, you know, you look at all these these Twitter accounts and they've got no names, no person connected to them. They've got, uh, you know, they're, they're constantly, some of them have multiple accounts that are uh, effectively tweeting and or Xing, whatever it is today, um, the same thing. It's one of the reasons to me that back in, I ran in 2018 and I, I just came shy of winning and, and decided to run again in 20. 2022 and one. But back in 2018, I actually quit Twitter. It was so toxic and so, uh, you know, only this way to describe it was horrible in terms of the interactions with the public um, that I quit. And I decided that instead of, you know, spending countless hours on Twitter, uh, having these meaningless debates with these, these individuals who I couldn't even verify, I just put my running shoes and I got out into the community, started knocking on doors, literally thousands of doors. And 
it's really hard to fake being someone on a doorstep. <laughs> it's real people there. And that's, I, I think, uh, for me anyways, made a huge impact in terms of being able to engage with real people in a meaningful way. And it's very hard to do that on Twitter. Do you think that social media has an, too much of an impact on the issues that are discussed in political campaigns? hundred uh, percent. I think it gets, uh, it's punching way above its weight. I think that, you know, it is in many respects an echo chamber. You look at some of the, you know, like I'll use the new Westminster scene. There are maybe a couple of dozen very active folks who are on Twitter, who are out uh, on the attack and, and commenting regularly. When you look at the fact that there's 80,000 people that live here and, and they all are individuals and have different issues and, and facing different challenges the only way you're ever going to hear what their perspectives are is if you actually talk to them. And you do not get to do that on Twitter. And unfortunately, Twitter and those social media platforms play such an important role now. They seem to elevate even minor issues up to a, to a level that's well beyond what they deserve in the community. And, and that is of concern to me, for sure. Okay, well, sometimes, though, it works, though. Sometimes it'll take an issue that needs to have some light shed on it and, mm-hmm. and bring it to the forefront, right? So how do you balance that? Yeah, that's an interesting, uh, you know, comment because Twitter has played an amazing role in some emerging democracies where it's allowed people to actually uh, kind of coordinate their activity and to sometimes overthrow governments, etc. It does play a very important role in a, a more mature democracy like ours. Um, it's it's morphed into something quite different. Um, in fact, it's it's uh, in many ways um, impacting and hurting our democracy, like we just saw in New Westminster when Ms. Beatty set up a fake account, attacked her political opponents, attacked parents. Like it's, it's turned into something quite different in, in a community like ours in an advanced democracy. So there are some advantages, but there are definitely some, some disadvantages as well. Okay, what about other platforms then? Are they all the same in your opinion? Yeah, I don't think so, actually. Um, and I've been asked that before, and I've, I, I'm still on Instagram and I'm still on Facebook, and I, I find that Although they can have their challenges as well, um, they have spent a bit more time, I think, to verify who the individuals are. And there seems to be just a slight amount. It's a little bit taller than the others, but a little bit uh, more accountable. But they, they, you're able to kind of verify who those individuals are on a more frequent basis than a place like Twitter, which is just uh, feels like the Wild West sometimes in terms of who's on and, and who's, who's commenting. So I, I still am using, at least at this stage, you know, platforms like um like Facebook and like Instagram. Uh, I'm not on TikTok, but uh, I think they, they can play a role. But I think we have to be careful about putting too much emphasis on them and thinking that whatever's being said on those platforms is is everything. Because when you go to the doorstep and you talk to people, quite often what you're seeing on Twitter and what, what you're hearing on the doorstep are very different things. Right. But you obviously can't get to everybody either through door knocking. Right, Daniel? So how do you reach people who might only see you or hear of you on Facebook? Or you said you're not on TikTok, but there's a lot of, lot of people on TikTok who are voters too. Yeah. And, and things like even like like this today on radio, on television, there are still a lot of mainstream media uh, opportunities for people to, especially if you're an elected official, to get out, to communicate your message. And I'm not saying that, that platforms like Facebook and, and Instagram don't have a role. They absolutely do have a role. But I think it's also very important to get out to community events, to make sure that, you know, you are knocking on doors. In fact, I, I have committed to knocking on doors in between elections. So I'm not just knocking on doors at election time, but I'm actually maybe not as many doors as an election year, but I'm trying to get out, still hear from people, do that test 
sampling of what uh, is on people's minds. And I think that's way more important than me spending, you know, 20 or 40 or 50 hours on Twitter every week um, tweeting out uh, about um, some some mindless stuff. I know, but for some people, it gives them a sense of being engaged, right? That like, I just don't know where you find the balance in that. It's really challenging. I, I must say, even in the community the size of New West, which is not very large, you're correct, it's hard to reach every single person. Yeah. But, but I think there are still very good platforms, like Facebook does permit. Um, there's a lot of engagement on Facebook. There's a lot of, in, in fact, in, in our community, there's a number of very large Facebook uh, communities where um, you can weigh in, put a subject in. There's a lot of people communicating. So there is, there is opportunity there. And for the most part, it's fairly respectful. Um, the moderators do, you know, do a fairly good job on that. But some social media platforms effectively have no moderation. And they are just out there, and I've, I'm trying to avoid them, but I'm trying to encourage others to, to get more engaged into the community and actually see people more face-to-face where possible. It is an interesting discussion. All right, Daniel, thank you so much. Okay, thanks for having me on. That's Daniel Fontaine, New Westminster City Councillor, talking about the role of social media in politics. Like, how do you balance that? If you're a political candidate, if you're a citizen who wants to be engaged, you know, what is the platform or how do you engage then without social media, right? That's the concern.